Ready? And three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, history is being made. Welcome to the Local Lingua Podcast. I am one co-host, Christopher Collins. And I am the other, Vicente Lopez. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this, you are taking uh you are you are taking history by the wheel. You're welcome. I, and I don't know where this car is going, but we're going somewhere. It's happening. We are the local lengua podcast. Yep. We are going to be interviewing folks from all walks of life. Yep. The music industry, entertainment business, you know, whatever it is that is. Anyone? Anyone? Are we interviewing anyone? Absolutely anyone. Yeah. Uh, of, of course, you know, there, there's there's a short list of people we will not be interviewing, but um, we're open to all types of individuals and we're going to see how all their types. interests impact their local culture. Culture. And I love how Vicente dropped that word culture because we're all about the culture here. And also we're going to learn just how uncultured we are, how uneducated <laughs> we are. So with that being said, our first guest today. Well, let me take you back a little bit. When Vicente and I were first talking about this idea of creating a podcast, I knew who our first guest had to be. My life changed in 2015 when I met our first guest. Ooh. My bank account has changed since I met this first guest and not in a good way. So thank you very much. That being said, the man, the myth, the legend, the friend that everyone needs in their life, Mr. Oscar Castillo. What's up? <laughs> Welcome to the first episode. How Welcome you doing? What's to up, the Local Lingual Podcast. Today, Oscar, we are talking about uh, what you know, uh, what knowledge you have, and, and what we bring to the table. We're talking about streetwear. We're talking about streetwear. We'll dive into some other topics. But Oscar, is it safe to assume you know a little bit about streetwear? Um, I'm very uh, educated, I guess you can say. Not fully, but I'm getting there. So imagine you are speaking to a uh, just a normal everyday person. Prime example. I am yeah, prime in the world of fashion. I am wearing some sandals. Don't know where from. But from what I know about this, the streetwear fashion scene, there's a lot to go into. So can, can you help? Somebody like me out, right? Like, how would you define streetwear? What is it that makes it so uh, fascinating? Uh, <clears throat> I guess the best way that I could describe it is, uh, as of recently, uh, there is a difference between uh, streetwear and luxury streetwear. Okay. And uh, there's uh, specifically one brand that's merging both of them. I think it's like the very first of its kind i guess so you can say popular i'm not entirely sure yeah i guess okay. you could say that it's getting pretty mainstream i mean they've people have done it before but not at this level where uh there's designers that are common household names as chris you already know like mm, off-white yes. designers uh, stuff like that like it's getting a little bit more popular um i guess the best way that i could also say or describe it is uh I mean, the way that I see it is uh, just basically what you wear. You know what I mean? Like every mm -hmm. culture has a different uh, way of dressing. You know what I mean? And streetwear is kind of like a merger of every culture in the middle. And I mean, everything comes down to like what T-shirts, jeans, shoes. If you really think about streetwear, that's really just what it is. Like that's where it all comes together, like collides and all the cultures and stuff. Okay. On on that note, like expanding on that, like take a person like Vicente who uh, was offered a contract to model for Walmart. Um, where exactly 
Is he buying these items? Where is he getting these items? Where do these, where do, I guess, where do trends originate from? Uh, as of what I've noticed as of recently, they're all like coming from like Instagram brands. Uh, it used to be a lot more of like uh, what rappers were wearing, like in the 2000s, Soldier Boy, Kanye West, like yeah. just a bunch of popular artists. Uh, it was basically whatever they were wearing, everybody would get their hands on it. But nowadays, since the internet happened, it's a lot more easier to find stuff. Sometimes you could just be on Instagram browsing for like an hour and you'll find like 50 different uh, streetwear brands like from all over the world. So, huh. uh, so like a question that that's been on my mind, because I know Chris has been telling me Here about the shoes that he uh -huh. buys. And like, I mean, I'm the kind of guy I think it's kind of heinous to say he's already showing off a pair. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you can't see it. But Chris, can you describe the shoe? What am I looking at? This is uh this is an Oscar. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is the new know. stock market right here. Yeah, like, this is it. This is an investment you put in. Uh, you you buy low, you you sell high. So what we're looking at maybe like three four hundred dollars in a year or so. Could be. It could be even more uh, after uh, the Off White Four comes out later on this year. Supposedly rumored to come out. That'd be nice. So that's that. Actually, it's a good segue. What makes shoes like so lucrative? Like he's talked about the amount of like time, patience that he has to put into these, right? Waiting for the drop, like refreshing a page constantly to try and get them. What what, what makes them so enticing? Uh, well, I mean, every generation, I guess, goes through like a different uh, phase of like sneakers. So like something that might be cool today is obviously not going to be cool tomorrow, and mm -hmm. it all kind of comes down to that. Um, as of recent, what I've noticed also is that um, kind of shoes are kind of like already on their like downhill slope of things. Like, really? they're, yeah, like people are already buying like what they wanted and then just staying with what they have. I think people are getting a little bit more smarter with their money. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the best way that I could say it is, uh, yeah, like uh, what Chris was saying, uh, sometimes you could buy like stuff that's hot today and sometimes or a majority of the times those shoes end up being like hot for like the next few months or you could buy something right now that's not as hot, but five years from now, somebody could wear them and then all of a sudden they go for a triple, quadruple the price. You just don't I have, see. It's not, okay. it's not, not really like predictable with that type of stuff. So let, let's talk about reselling your experience with reselling uh, your luck with reselling, because I specifically remember messaging you and you messaged me your order history from the Nike sneakers app. And oh, my God, walk us through, first of all, life as a reseller and then maybe segue into, you know, some of your your favorite drops that you've obtained, what you've had to do. I mean, go into like one story, tell the listeners one story. Uh, well, like, uh, I guess, well, I can, from the beginning where I could start off where I'd say that I got like some sort of interest for sneakers was by probably like in middle school. Uh, okay, there was a, okay. so there we are, whatever, middle school, normal days. And uh, there's this kid who moves in from uh, Houston, I forgot the guy's name, but um, whatever. This guy comes. Shouts then, out to that guy. Shouts out to that guy. That's really literally the reason why I got into it. Um, <laughs> this guy comes out of nowhere, and then everybody's like, oh, the new guy, blah, 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 this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're like, whatever, right? I didn't think anything of it. But there was something in particular about this guy that everybody was talking about. And I was like, what's up? Like, what's everybody, like, hyping this guy up about, right? So yeah, this guy... I finally see him in the hallway, right? And I'm like, well, what's so special about this guy up until I saw his feet? Well, at the time, no, I had never seen no shit like that before. Like, mm -hmm. this guy was wearing a pair of babes, like the roadsters, like the old school ones. What year is this? What year is this? This is like in 2005, maybe, no, 2004, somewhere around there. 
so the height of Bapesta? Uh, at the time, yeah, because I didn't I didn't know too much about it. Uh, obviously, this guy knew about it way before I did. And uh, so, yeah, he comes to school. He has like the craziest sneakers. They were like all like different colors. And I had never seen nothing like that before. I see this guy and I'm like, oh, no wonder this guy like is cool, right? Because first of all, he has different sneakers. And second of all, they're like super bright and like cool. And everybody's like hyping them up or whatever, you know? So uh, I end up. Uh, I'm so sorry. Let me let me pause right quick. Bape is a brand. Yeah. Right? So basically, uh, yeah, uh, Bape itself is a brand from Japan. It used to be owned by uh, uh, the designer. Uh, he eventually sold the company. I forgot mm-hmm. what year. I think it was like 2005 or six or something. But he's pretty much one of the original uh, streetwear designers in Japan. He goes okay. by Eagle. He's one of the very first ones like to open up his own store and. I guess uh, you can put his like storyline that I've recently researched is like kind of almost like Ralph Lauren because he sold almost like a lifestyle. Ooh, okay. Like just like t-shirts and all that he wanted. He had uh, cafes. He had uh, uh, like the clothing stores, obviously. He had TV uh, channels. All the like just basically selling like a whole image or whatever. Yeah, like a he's, vision. And he's, yeah, got a, he's got a new brand too, right? Human made, new-ish yeah. brand. Yeah, so he eventually sold Bape, uh, and then uh, for, I think for a few years he was like not doing anything, or maybe he was already like in the works of making Human Made, and then eventually he did make Human Made, which is like, it's not the same. It's like a much more cleaner. If you like study up on like uh, Japanese culture, mm-hmm. they tend to want to like make a version of Amer- like American type of street. I don't know. It's really like. Like very industrial or like uh, something that you would wear like back in the 70s or 80s. For some reason, hmm. they have like a wild fascination with that type of stuff. Yeah. Well, dang. Okay, continue your story. You see this kid with the Bapestas. This so, kid yeah. blows your mind. His shoes are bright. He stands out. I mean, I mean, keep going with that. So what? Uh, fast forward, high school, didn't have money, just wore Vans, whatever, Vans and white t-shirts or black t-shirts. And then until after high school uh whatever i go through my jobs i end up getting hired at starbucks and then once i got hired with starbucks which is when i met chris right later on down the line but yeah when i had first started there i was making like pretty like decent money and then uh uh before that uh there was maybe like a summer i think it was a summer that i was in houston and i had the same experience where there was this guy he's walking around the mall and he has like a bomber jacket, some black jeans. And at the time he was wearing some shadow ones and it was like the cleanest fit ever. And I was like, and I need them shoes. But at the time they were way overpriced. I was broke. I couldn't afford it, but I always had dreams of having those shoes. So eventually I get hired at Starbucks. I make a little bit of money. And then the first shoe that I could say that I actually bought, like that's worth some sort of money now, I guess. Not that much, but it would be like a, the yin yang one. It's like all black with the white swoosh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was pretty much when it all like spiraled out of control after that. <laughs> That's when the addiction started. Uh, okay, so you're on the sneakers app. Tell us about uh, the uh, the most uh, difficult drop you had uh, when, you, when you succeeded. You didn't think you were going to get it because anyone who's listening who's uh, ever joined, uh, participated in a sneakers drop on the sneakers app, you, you know the heartbreak that's felt when you get the L or they do that thing Always. where you're just pending forever. Always. Please go into detail. Tell us about your favorite one, your favorite one. I think my uh, most favorite one would probably be, I mean, for most of them, I've like, 
I would say that it was a pretty easy process for most of them. Believe it or not, a lot of the shoes that I have in my collection, they were pretty easy to get, but there was two notable ones that were kind of difficult. And these are going <laughs> to kill me right now because yeah. I think I know which two you're going to name. Go. So, uh, <laughs> well, I've had like really good luck on the, like the off-white blazers, like, um, let's see what else. The off-white ones, like those were pretty like sort of easy to get. Um, the one thing that the first shoe was the Sean Witherspoon Air Max. That one, yeah. Okay, hold on. Time out. While you're telling the story, I'm gonna pull up a picture for for uh, for Vicente because okay, yeah, because not seen the sneaker, but this is like my all-time favorite shoe. And when Oscar sent me that screenshot of his orders, it killed me. Like it killed me. Question. Okay. Cause I've seen this on stock X and this is kind of a tangent, which doesn't, you know, screw it. Um, did you get the accessories in the dust bag or did you just get the extra laces? No, I got the extra laces and like the patches or whatever. It came with. Yeah. All right. All right. Keep going. Keep going. So you got the wither, you got the, the Wotherspoon, Witherspoon, uh, Air so Maxes. What else? That shoe, uh, the story behind that one is, uh, it came out and then it was like some sort of like access to like so many people. And then, um, whatever it sold out. And then I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't get it right. So I was like bummed about it. And then maybe like three months later, they just, uh, they gave me like exclusive access to it. And then I got on, they didn't have a size 11, but they had a 10 and a half. And I was like, I'll take whatever I can. So I ended up getting them. And that's how I looked out with that one. Another one that I had was the, the Travis Scott one that morning when that shoe God. came out, it was like, it took me like at least 20 minutes of refreshing to finally get that shoe. And when I got it, I was like, damn, like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Dude, I remember waking up on that morning and just completely striking out. And then when you messaged me telling me that you got him, I hated you that much more. But I can hate you. You're impossible to hate. That's the worst part about it. Um, I hate my feet. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, I hate your feet, not you as a person. Um, but if I could just cram a, a size 13 into your size 11, we'd be, we'd be squared away. Horrendous. Just for the listener, uh, we're looking at StockX right now. We're looking at the last sale that was made for these shoes. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm just coming into this. I'm looking at shoes. The last sale was $1,932 for a pair of shoes. Jordan 1 Retro High Travis Scott. But Insanity. One of the things, and Oscar, this is why, like, this is where I really want you to elaborate here. Is okay. So, like, take it back to uh, the the Witherspoon Air Maxes. I mean, there's uh -huh. an entire story behind that. Like, uh, Sean Witherspoon won a contest that was like nationally held, or was it like worldwide? Nike was like, "Hey, design your own Air Max." Uh, pre, uh, I actually didn't know anything about him or any of like the round two story or anything. It's because there was this old YouTuber that I used to follow. He goes by Friend Relations and. Um, okay. He one day like put on his story when I first got on Instagram, he posted the show and then I watched one episode and then I watched another one, another one, another one. And then I was like caught up on the first season and it was like 20, 30 minute episodes. And then after that, as the episodes gone, went on, went on, went on, like they pretty much, it was kind of showed you the development of how it ended up being to where he got. So he ended up getting, a, um, since he was like one of the biggest like curators of like vintage and like Nike and Adidas and all that type of stuff. They pretty much uh, Nike reached out because apparently he was like setting up um, like uh, he had so much inventory of old like vintage stuff that Nike d directly contacted him and like borrowed stuff from him. Like, I guess. Wanted to, a collab. Like, yeah. 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 So like um, that, I guess, was his like way in. And then he tells the story about how he uh, knew like somebody from Nike and he just pitched the idea like, hey, if you guys are ever working on something like let me know. 
and oh, eventually yeah. they did yeah they reached out to him and then he was one of the uh, it was like a series it was like a city type of competition where it was like uh i think it was like uh california and then new york uh china korea mm-hmm. and it's basically uh you had a, it was like a voting system and uh fast forward another year and he ended up winning the competition and it was one of the biggest shoes in the whole world for like a year and a half and, and the craziest thing is that like with this guy in particular and and all of the knowledge i know is because of oscar and the, like the influence and, and i'll get into when oscar inspired me to get into you know sneaker culture and everything this dude would shit yeah. on Adidas. Like he has like legendary quotes. I mean, you go to Complex, XXL, anything that has to do with like, you know, sneaker fashion culture in general, you can you can go in and you can see the kind of comments that he had. And then all of a sudden he strikes an Adidas deal and like for multiple shoes. Now he's got what, like the Super Earth and he's got like a like a, an Adidas Lego yeah, shoe. Yeah, I think and he has like a two sneakers coming out soon or something like that. So, I mean, the man is like, he's multi-branded. Like, he has multi-brand deals. Like, he has literally gone from Nike to Adidas to, um, he also did the Asics one, right? Oh, the yeah, two different colors. I forgot about that. With, like, the interchangeable patches and everything. Like, just thinking outside the box. I mean, this dude is this dude is crazy. So, like, what I'm gathering is it's it's not just the shoe itself, right? It's the person behind it. It's It's the stories behind it. It's how, like, it got into popularity either you know from the, the creator itself or like you know how did it originate and that's why people are so invested yeah it depends on like uh, on the designer um that's one thing um uh, i would say like uh, most of it it's all like uh pretty much just what's on the streets like if mm-hmm. tomorrow they start wearing adidas shell toes like everywhere like it'll be the hot shoe like sometimes it's designer and then sometimes it's pretty much what the people choose like the People's choice, I guess. Like the trend that's happening. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I got a question. Um, because like just looking at that price shocked me, just ridiculously. So I don't think I would ever actually wear these shoes. So my question is like, do at least for you, right? Your standpoint, do you buy these with the intention of wearing them out? And like, if so, are you ever scared of like a puddle or a small child tripping? Initially, yeah. When I first started buying sneakers, um, I had just bought them just for me. You know, like I didn't think anything of it. Like, of course, I wanted to wear like new sneakers all the time. Right. But at the time I wasn't too like very invested in like reselling or none of that stuff. I just bought them just because I liked them. And then, uh, no, yeah, with the, that's, and then eventually you buy so many new sneakers that you're like, I'm still wearing my old sneakers. You know what I mean? So yeah, the collection started building and I was buying like two, three sneakers at a time, like in, at, during one month and it just spiraled out of control and everything that I have is in my size. I don't, I have anything that's not like my size. So initially I had the intention of wearing everything. And then until I realized that I like to make a lot of money on this and I was like, eh, mm-hmm. do I really want to wear this stuff or not? So that being said, and let the listeners know that Oscar posted, I'm not going like, to give your Instagram handle or anything, but Oscar posted a picture that said, I have a picture of these shoes. I forgot. They were the Jordan one, the, the, the light bluish ones with the light blue mm, swoosh. Yeah. Okay. You had those, you had the mochas, and then you had which other ones? Uh, those were, oh, damn, what was it called? Uh, green. No, no, no. Wait, oh, I forgot the name of those. Goddamn. Clay, green. clay, clay go. greens. Okay. Yeah. So you had this picture and your caption was, I've had this picture in my phone for like five days. I forgot to post it. So that tells you just how many shoes Oscar goes through. Like, 
hopefully you see that correlation that like the man has pictures of his shoes that he doesn't post like it's just yeah it, it's it's a wide range like the, the man has you have like a storage unit you are you have like a storage bin like filled with like sneakers that you have what is your experience with reselling um is it difficult or do you think it's difficult more difficult to be a reseller down here versus in new york city miami los angeles like what's your take on that uh, originally when like when i had first started reselling like i didn't uh i would say like i was just buying for myself but i wasn't really like too much of like selling it for a profit it was mostly like building my collection of like supreme t-shirts or like pants and like hats or shoes or whatever the case may be like i just bought a bunch of stuff and like i had no intentions of selling it and most of the stuff that i had was actually like pretty good stuff like i wasn't buying like just like shirts that weren't reselling for anything like i was buying like the good stuff you know what i mean yeah. it was hmm. initially it was for me like i said but i still have all that stuff like in my closet like brand new like still in the bags and stuff and that's my problem is that I keep everything brand new and I never wear anything. That's the problem. And eventually I will get rid of it. I'm already at the part where I'm kind of like, this is getting out of hand. Like I just need to get rid of everything. Dude, can we, can we segue into you doing this like scavenger hunt across McAllen or across oh, the valley? Yeah. So uh, I eventually started uh, buying like vintage here and there, but I wasn't buying like nothing like too crazy. Like I was just going to thrift stores and buying it. I tried the vintage thing, but uh financially you just spend too much gas looking for like shirts and then you got to find somebody to buy it and then at the time you're like in the valley here at least you would be like oh do you want to buy this like super old shirt from the 90s for like 80 dollars? you know what i mean it's a lot more easier now sort of but i have a bunch of friends that like resell a bunch of like vintage and it seems like they're doing good i, I can't say anything right but mm. i mean it seems like it's pretty popular now and people are buying it up so congrats to them i mean that's awesome that's awesome um so you have been reselling for some time. Um, we discussed uh, how a sneaker becomes, uh, dare I say, lucrative. Yeah. Um, have we talked about your favorite sneaker that you own? I don't think we've talked about your favorite sneaker that you own. I'll tell you the favorite sneaker that I don't own that I've been chasing oh, please, for years. Please, please. Long story oh, short. I already know this one. Hold on. Hold on. Let me type it. I post Love it every time. Of, yes, Let's yes, see please, if you please, actually please. know which Hold on. Is it blue? On. Yes, it's the yeah. Jordan 1. Hold on, don't tell me. It's not a fragment. You yeah, know what it the is. it is the yeah, fragment. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so look, look, check this out. This it's a beautiful sneaker. Okay, please go into what the difference is between your standard Jordan 1, you know, of this color <laughs> and also the fragment. Go ahead, please. So long story short, it was the morning of me working there at work at Starbucks when I worked there. And uh, this morning I wake up, right? And the shoe comes out. And this is before the sneakers drop. This is before all. This is all like just manually getting on the website, adding it to your cart and wish for the best. And uh, yeah. I wake up 10 minutes before it's supposed to like go live. And then my dumb ass fell asleep. And I wake up 10, 15 minutes after the fact. And I was like, dude, I'm never going to get this sneaker. Like, it's, a, I could already tell it was going to be a headache. Initially, when it first came out, uh, retail was 160. Uh, when it first, first came out, there were maybe like 700 to like 900 bucks. So, which is kind of yeah. way out of my like price range, like at yeah. the time. Still, it is, uh, or even now, like it's four grand for that shoe in my size. Yeah. Jeez. But yeah. dude, I've been chasing that shoe for years. And honestly, I don't even wear half the sneakers that I wear. So like 
I'm thinking about selling a good portion of my sneakers just to get this one shoe because, dude, I've been after this shoe for years and it's pissing me off that like it's getting more expensive and I still don't have it in my collection. The one that got away. Yeah. Yeah. So basically this uh, Jordan one or whatever, it came out. It was a collaboration with, with Fragment. I don't even want to try to pronounce his name, but of course, it's another Japanese uh, designer. Uh, he, uh, the best way that I can describe it is that he adds this like personal touch to like already existing products and he doesn't okay. like very clean and he just adds like his logo on it or something like that. Like, it's, he's more of like a, damn, I can't, I can't think of the word. It's like, a, like he augments like, what's already there. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's my story with that sneaker. I still have yet. I've seen it once in my life. I, yeah, once in my life. I haven't touched it, or but I've seen it. And every time I see that <laughs> shoe on the internet, like it pisses me off that I don't have it. It is the and whole shoe, I think it tells you at the bottom there, like what year it came out. I think yeah, that was... I was going to say it came out a year before I knew you. So I can yeah. only imagine, you know, because this guy, Oscar, would go to work with his laptop. And he would sit in the back and I never heard you, you know, get angry or anything. You've had such good luck with drops. Like you mentioned, uh, the, the Witherspoons and the, the Travis one or the Travis Scott ones. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you that sneaker, I'm eventually going to own it. And that sneaker is one of the sneakers that I can honestly say that I'll eventually like, or I will for a fact wear because I've been like thinking about wearing the shoe for like years. The dream. Yeah. <laughs> So Absolutely. what it, what is it about sneakers though? Like why why am I spending so much money on sneakers? Why are people spending so much money on sneakers? And why is Vicente going to go uh to stock X and start uh <laughs> start start making uh, my wife around yes yeah, <laughs> start adding his uh, his uh start adding to his follow list? Uh I don't know, man. Just like I said when I was in middle school, I mean I was kind of like yeah, I'm not the most flashiest guy, I guess you can say, but like at the time when I, uh, they told me the story about that dude and the new guy at school, it was just kind of like, damn, like you can be that cool just from like wearing sneakers and shit. And here I am like, uh, you know, just a normal dude. Like, and then, yeah, I mean, it just spiraled out of control, dude. Like I just got my interest in like sneakers and stuff. And, um, as you can see, you got pretty much out of hand. You don't want to, you don't want to tap into this, uh, evil world, Vince, because <laughs> once you get sucked in, you're not coming back out. I'll, I'll keep it in check for sure. Quote a message that I got from you that I will always remember. Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. Cause once you buy one, man, you're not going to go back, dude. Like it's very hard once you buy into it. it. And especially when you know that you're buying something where it's not like, um, I guess it's not like something that depreciates with time. Like it yeah. only goes up with that, like in value. Mm -hmm. there, there is something to be said for, for something that you buy that speaks way more in terms of volume mm -hmm. than you ever could just by wearing it. Right. By walking around, you're letting people yeah. know, like, I, I got this, the drop I'm wearing it. <laughs> so pretty much. And, yeah. You're the cool guy for the week until the next sneaker comes out. And then you're back on the block. You're just, like, and, oh, you're just a normal guy. And that's mm -hmm. like, that's, that's who you were to me in 2015. I remember you coming to work, you would have uh, at times the, the bait body bag, uh, your, you know, your, your jackets, your sneakers, you introduced me to the ultra boost. And then that was it. I mean, it took the ultra boost, which, you know, has definitely lost all hype. Um, yeah, the ultra and, boost was a crazy, uh, rise and fall. And, you know, with that, you know, I, I remember I was living in Harlingen. I was like, Hey, I, I kind of want a pair of ultra boost. Cause you know, you and I had been talking about it for some time. You know, you sent me a link. I was able to get them. They come in the mail 
And the next thing I know, I'm looking at Jordan, I'm looking at Yeezy, and I'm like, dear God, I've fallen into the rabbit hole. I'm telling you, man, you get sucked in. Oscar was was my entrance into in, into this into the culture. Which commenting on that, like it's not only are you the flashy person, right? Like I got this before everyone else, but like you really build memories. Like you begin to associate your sneakers with certain memories. Oscar, do you have a sneaker in your collection that you know really really resonates with you? One that you know you uh, you you experienced something that you know was uh, substantial. In. It was uh, it was like well the fragment obviously like I wanted it like for yeah. when it came out and after that but I'm gonna go back to the roots of what I always like uh, what I originally liked and right now I think this year they're probably gonna get like a little popular again but mm-hmm. this is also another sneaker not in a specific color or anything like that but it goes back for me to the babes to dude like and you can just get an Air Force right and it's just like oh okay whatever like yeah. you're just wearing out but there's just something about like that and then the brand and like I like how much I've studied up on it and like what he did and like it's just a crazy story and like I, in a way I kind of uh I would I would honestly say that he would be like kind of like an like an idol to me you know what I mean like I kind of mm-hmm. want to follow in his footsteps of how he like was able to build like this whole like Brand. those are the newer ones and there's the older ones are the ones that are like dude right now if you look on like a babe like instagram page dude like they're uh-huh. selling like the classic ones for like 600 700 bucks 900 bucks. and the worst part Man. is i'll tell you the worst part i buy uh whatever my first pair of babes is right and i'm like hype i ordered them from japan and i get them in the mail blah blah, blah. like i ordered like three four pairs right uh one of them the first not even maybe like two minutes into wearing it dude it just falls apart like <sighs> the sole came off and like dude it was like i've literally waited for that moment like since sixth grade and i finally wear the shoe dude and it just falls it just, apart on me collapsed. yeah that's, yeah that's pretty much the shoe that i had always been chasing and i'm still chasing like as you i don't know if you guys see my instagram you guys want to follow me but i always post on <laughs> uh on the there's going to be like a a newer model that they're having this year and i'm like super on it uh like I said, a lot of people are starting to like, you know, dip their toe into that brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I think, I mean, personally, that's for me. I like them. A lot of people don't like them, but those are one of my favorite like sneakers. I mean, looking at the materials though, do they crease? The old ones, the ones that fell apart, they were all pan leather. So oh, for okay. some reason, like the sole like came off, but the pan leather was good. And then these, as you can, I don't know if you have, you, you have a pair of pan leather shoes, don't you? Uh, No, I, I don't. You don't have like no Jordan 11s or anything like that? No, I've stayed. Well, I haven't stayed away from the 11s. I was thinking about the Jubilees, but. Oh, um, well, Vince, just so you know. Um, <laughs> he seems lost right now. Yeah, no. Well, Vince, yeah. Vince, just so you know, I don't know if you know what pan leather is to begin with. Uh, I can only assume. You so put it. Oh, patent leather. It's okay, real like... shiny. Oh, okay. It's lost. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, that, oh, shoe, okay. that material on a shoe is like the worst material to wear. I stay away <sighs> from any shoes that have that because Horrible. you could wear them like maybe one time to two times, dude, and they'll like crease and they'll look like super ugly. and like. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I try to stay away from like shoes that are like made of that material or like uh, icy bottoms, which are like uh, translucent oh. where you can like see through them. Because those are like... 
pick up anything that's on the floor right like, pretty much yeah like it'll turn brown like super fast so like i try to ripped. stay away from like yeah as soon as you wear try to stay away from those sneakers um i mean we can bring up the patent leather uh shattered backboards the 3.0s another garbage <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at this you have to look at the shoe and i want like your your first reaction Vicente. like not being into sneakers like give me your first reaction to those. Oh, like in the picture it's already got creases on it man like yeah. it's already <laughs> Okay, so so from what I'm gathering is that like not only is it like of course the usability of it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, can I wear these for more than a week, or will it like just disintegrate from my my feet, right? Mm. Uh, but it's also like it's it's the trend, right? Is it is it in style? Are people wearing it right now? Are people buying it for a lot? So mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it that I didn't I had no idea before sitting down and talking with you. Yeah, you get on these websites like StockX and Goat and stuff, and you can pretty much gauge like how hype it is. Obviously, if it's like super expensive right when it comes out, it's probably going to be like a cool shoe to wear, I guess. But there's some shoes out there that are super ugly. For example, the shoe that just came out last month. I don't know if you heard about it or seen it on the internet, but the J Balvin ones, dude, those oh. shoes are terrible, dude. Like, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with these because I went to Status and I mm-hmm. saw them in person. And I... T- like, I love them, but I'm never going to wear them. There's no way in hell I could wear them. Okay, just for the listener, just to describe what I'm I'm seeing. Again, uninitiated, I'm just helping you out. I'm not sure if, you, like, in the 90s, when you would touch, like, it's it's like uh, thermal, thermal stuff, yeah. right? When you yeah. when you press on it and your hand gets like a handprint, you're at McDonald's yeah. and you're, like, slapping mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like, that's what I'm seeing. And then they just slapped a smiley face on it. And it sold last for $565. Yeah, the it's, shoe was, like, 160 and it's reselling for 500 But um, if it's, it might, I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, well, I'm going to buy the shoe because it's expensive and it's cool or whatever. But, like... Bro, I don't care how much money you pay me. I'm not gonna wear them shits. Like, <laughs> it's like I don't even know what you can wear with this. This this goes on like your mantle, and you invite people over post COVID. You invite people over, and you're just like, hey, let's. Uh, we got nothing to talk about while dinner's you know being prepared. Let's talk about you know the rainbow that threw up on the shoe. Mm, this is one of the worst shoes that have come out recently, dude. I just yeah, yeah, yeah but like, I, I, what I'm picturing is like a thermal tracksuit. Right, just complete thermal all around, and then that's like the piece of icing on the cake. Well, his like whole thing was like uh, he had like a tour that was based off of like uh, like the rainbow, like I guess. Uh-huh. So uh, that's pretty much, I guess, where he got the idea. Also, by the way, he was the. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, right? But well, actually, I'm gonna say something. Okay, go go go. Please, please, please. He's basically the first Latin artist to ever have like a Jordan shoe, and for mm-hmm. this being the Jordan shoe, as much as people, are, I mean, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna hate him, be like congrats you know you got to shoot yeah. you're the first latin american to right. have a shoot with jordan but come on you could have done a little bit better now. <laughs> okay so looking at looking at it i mean because like knowing his personality and everything and i mean i i, I listen to his music every now and then um like what what what's wrong with it like describe to our listeners like what's what's going on with it what's wrong where where could we see some improvements uh it's like a i don't know dude it's just like a really hard shoe to wear like what do you wear with that you know what i mean like i've been seeing a lot of people wearing like black yeah and it's like okay i guess that's all right dude but you have like a baby pink like bottom i don't know if you can see it too well vince but that bottom is not white it's actually like a light pink no kidding yeah that's my favorite part of the shoe though Mm, yeah yeah i guess so. that's the only like Like, acceptable part of the shoe is like the bottom right (laughs) 
Uh, well, me, like I said, I stay away from like pant leather, translucent soles, all white bottoms or like, uh, I guess now pink all bottom. Yeah, you want to stay away from those <laughs> because you wear those like a few times and it's it's a wrap, bro. You, you're going to look crazy. That is fascinating, though. But like going back to that, like you talking about the overall fit, right? It's not just about the shoe. It's like what you can pair with it. And so like looking at these, like it just like you're saying, it's difficult to, to put it together with an outfit or multiple outfits, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's people out there like, like that guy with the purple pants. Like I could probably like freak that or whatever. Like that's pretty cool. It's only, it's just, um, it's all, it, some people can wear them, right? <laughs> and some people don't know how to wear them well. And then there's people like this guy with these purple pants that I could, I would honestly probably wear this, right? And it looks kind of yeah. like cool. You know what I'm saying? I guess Yeah. I'm not necessarily hate. like, well, yeah, I am hating on the shoe, right? But I, get, I think it's just because I've seen so many people wear it wrong that it's just kind of like, I see. kind of off-putting, you know what I mean? Yeah, it puts you off from the, the trend itself. Yeah, but overall, that shoe sucks, in my opinion. So, <laughs> we can change my mind about it. Best, uh, best sneaker of 2020. Best sneaker of 2020. What are we, what are we naming here? Mm, let me see. What did I buy? Um, I know that you've been wearing those rubber dunks. Oh yeah. That one too. A lot of people would like say like that shoe's like kind of weird looking or it's like an ugly shoe, but me personally, I don't know, man, I like it and it's very comfy and it's pretty like, it's actually, um, uh, it's, mm, it's like, I don't know how to describe it, dude. It's like not like a regular shoe it's like a i don't know i've never had shoes that fit like that and they're like super soft and yeah a lot of people hate them but i think they're pretty cool it's pieced together right like it's pieced it's like different shoes put together this one yeah, in particular, um, right? i think yeah i think that bottom is like um fuck i forgot what shoe that was i know the top is obviously like i, I think this is an all custom shoe like it's not like like a the bottom is made from an, like they got it from somewhere else but the actual top part, I think that was all like one, like, uh, it's not like a design that ever came out before, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, and, and it's got, cool shoe, it's though. also not uh, reselling for too much and it's off white. So, I mean, yeah, uh, you, you hit it on the money. Like people are not buying into this, you know, but not buying into the off white name. Me, I don't, me personally, like I showed it to one of my friends uh, and it's kind of like, a, he described it kind of like being like one of those like 90s, like rave shoes, which is kind of true. Yeah. It's like a skater, like, I don't know. It's like something that you would wear at a rave or something. Getting original Xbox vibes. Off yeah, of yeah, that's true. I didn't even think yeah, about I didn't that. think of that. Like, it it's, it's very like retro. It's like you're wearing nostalgia. I mean, I, every time I wear it, well, I mean, majority of the time that I've worn it, I've worn it, and they, like, were like, oh, hey, cool shoes or whatever, right? And then I'm like, dude, they're not even that expensive. Like, you should just buy them. Like, you know what I mean? Hey, I was going to say, Vicente, give me your credit card information uh, real quick. Oh, perfect. We'll, yeah. we'll buy a pair. What size are you wearing? <laughs> are you ready for the last? I'm uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yep. Buy me yeah. my third pair. Three, three, eight. eight th wait, third pair? How many pairs? Yeah. Okay, what's the most amount of pairs you own of one shoe? Is it is it two? Do you just like double up on things? Personal or like to sell? Uh, we'll go personal and then yeah the most you've ever purchased to sell we'll, we'll do both um i have like maybe or well, i had i don't know about now but i had at one point maybe like i think it was like doubles of the obsidian ones they were like a baby blue vince they're like the they were like the craziest shoe last year every girl on the instagram wanted them and uh really? they're going for yeah for like insane amount of money the grade school size by the way 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So oh, yeah, definitely a certain audience. There okay. we go. That's also a whole nother thing, dude. Like you can buy a shoe in men's sizes and they'll be like whatever, you know, like an extra 50 bucks. But if it's like mm. a shoe that's like in the grade school size, aka like the girl size or whatever, like and there's shoes that go for like triple, quadruple the price. And that's a perfect wow. example of one. Yeah. Damn, you have them. Hey, did I get you those? No, you didn't. And this is <laughs> I'm so glad you paused right there because I'm so okay. So Oscar, I shouldn't even I can't be mad at you. What am I saying? Oscar on the day of the drop, uh asked me, Do you want a size 13? And because I'm colossal, and I said, Yes. And then you left wherever you went and you're like, oh, hey, I forgot to get them. And I was like, oh, so I bought them off StockX for I I didn't pay a crazy amount, but like size 13 right now is going for like way, 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 way more than what I paid. Um, yeah, that's all. That also too, Chris has a big ass foot. So like a lot of the <laughs> shoes that he wears, they're uh, actually he's the only person that I know that wears a size 13. So if I'm anywhere at any point, I see a size 13, I'll just message Chris like, hey, do you want this? Because like, you're literally the only person I know. And I remember I remember Colossal. looking at my wife and being like, he didn't get them for me. And she's like, relax, it's fine. And I'm like, no, because I can't be mad. But also, I mean, I saved a little bit of money. Yeah, like last sale for size 13 was 444 and I did not pay anything close to to 444 also Vince I want to add um I'm gonna just throw this out there that there's a lot of my friends who I like uh I don't know it's not like to like uh make them feel bad or anything like that but my close homies like Chris or whatever like I could uh if I have like access to something and like I don't care for it like I'll just like do them the favor and I'll be like yeah like just keep it and then later on I learned my fucking lesson whenever those shoes are $700 and I'm like hey Chris don't make sure not to forgive me during this Christmas yeah 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 I I do well in paying you back though like I I give like some extra on top of what you pay for Chick-fil-a or something like that like I leave a tip is what I do yeah but nah it's cool man like I after a while, like I just stopped like carrying. Like I'm just like, dude, if you want it, like just ask me for it or whatever. Some people, you know, there's some people that yeah, like count me over stuff. And like, dude, I don't even know. You haven't even asked me how my day is, <laughs> and you're asking me for stuff. Yeah. Just DMs, mentions. Like, can we go? Yeah. Dude, the, like, oh, actually, the... right there, that one right there, that uh, core purple, Which I one? personal because you yeah. were asking. Yes. Um, I have four, um, Ooh. brand new, and then one that I actually wear. Yeah, wow. you gave me one, and I still feel like I oh, haven't. Yeah, uh, you true. didn't give me one, right? Like you, uh, you got it for me, but man, like I still feel like I haven't broken it in. You haven't but this that purchase? with some like gold laces, like nice. And then the go back on the yeah. like on the internet page, uh-huh. yeah, go back. And then that one right there next to it, the smoke gray. That one yeah. I, to sell, I had. Um, I think, uh, oh, I still have maybe. I think I probably have like 20 to 25 pairs just like chilling. And you're not selling them for retail or or you are? No, hell no. Okay. So you wait, hold I'm on. 20 for like resale. 25 pairs. Like, t- yeah, about like 20 to 20. I had more, but I sold a lot of them. So I that think it's insane. Okay. So like, it's hitting you. It's finally you hitting you. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, like it's, I, it's, you just buy them and then you, me personally, a lot of people like, as of recent, I met somebody, his name is Alex, shout out Alex. Uh, he's one of the guys here from Status or whatever, but uh, he is more about like, get it, get it in and get it out and do it again and over and over and over again, as opposed to mm-hmm. me, I buy stuff and then hold it for years or months or whatever. And then when I think the time is right, I just let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so that, but I'm not going to say that uh, that's good or bad, but 
the way that he sees it is true. Like a lot of this stuff, you just need to buy it and sell it and just keep on doing it over and over again. And like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. make money faster and like it's more efficient to instead of holding something. For yeah. Like six so months at the, at the end of the day, it's like getting it to the person that wants it, you know? Yeah, pretty much. And okay. hence, like going coming full circle, that full circle moment, right? Like this is why it's the new stock market, because that's one tactic in the stock market, like especially in getting started, is you you buy, buy, buy and sell, 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 sell as much as you are buying, right? In hopes of, you know, starting small and then, you know, you expand on it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you just buy and I mean, like I said, a, most, a majority of the things that I have are all from my personal collection that are like pretty valuable things. Also, by the way, I do not pay anything like maybe there was like a point in time where I wasn't buying anything resold, but as of late, maybe like five shoes or less recently that I paid resale for. And like, there's people that pay resale like all the time. And I feel bad for them. Cause like, where do you get this money from? Like, but, and then again, I'm, I'm the, it's the necessary evil, you know, sometimes I'm the one that's selling it to them. Mm. What, what do you mean by resale? So like the, the price changes, how so? Yeah. Well, like, uh, so me personally, I don't pay anything more than what it costs from the store. Like, I just don't like if, it, if I can't get it for what it costs, like whatever, like move along, like, you know, mm-hmm. and there's other people that are like, I need to get the shoe and I'm going to pay $500 for those J Balvin fucking ugly ass shoes. <laughs> yeah. And, so know, it just depends on the shoe, right? Okay. Pretty much. And then that imagine doing that like four or five times a month. And it's like, eh, not for me. I'm not going to spend 500 bucks. Also, another thing is that you can buy these shoes and then, um, you could uh, sell them for a majority of the money that you paid for. So that's also a good thing. Yes. Yeah, is it, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to repeat the same question and I hope it's not the same question, but being a reseller down here, particularly in the Valley, do you have a lot of competition? Have you run across, like, do you have like some enemies? Like, do you know some names of like some other resellers that are, you know, and there's a lot, there's like a, I mean, I've noticed that there's like a few like slick talkers here and there. Okay. Whatever, okay. But, it's whatever, man. The, recently, I was talking to one of my homies. Shout out Tony too from Status. Um, he was um, he was telling me, you know, about how there's some people that like take it kind of way too serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. and when you start taking it too serious, dude, it's not even fun anymore. So like, to be honest with you, I don't even bother when like people are like talking slick or like whatever. I'm like, dude, it's just shoes. Like, yeah. you're literally taking the fun out of it. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, when I originally got into it, it was just it's like, oh, cool. Like, I wear it, whatever. Like long story short i mean there was a time where i was like you know like very like competitive about it but after a while dude it just gets so annoying and honestly it's kind of like like fading away from me already like i'm not as buying as many like i'm just buying them just to buy them i don't even wear them anymore because like there's just a bunch of people bro that make it like too like and it goes with anything right like it could Mm be people that sell like vintage or make clothes Mm -hmm. or things like that it's it's all like a competition sometimes for some people yeah like at a certain point it stops being fun and and then it just becomes like a, you know, something that just envelops you as opposed to yeah. what it was before. That's why I'm like kind of like fading off from this and I'm mm-hmm. like working on other stuff that other people don't know. But um, there's if actually... If you're comfortable with mentioning, right, like uh, what could be on the horizon for you, like the next thing that you're I think looking at. I, I guess I'm coming at a bad time because a lot of people are doing it nowadays, but um, there's a lot of people making clothes now, like uh, t-shirts, really? pants. Yeah, it's a lot more easier to make stuff now, like now with the internet, of course, like, and there's, dude, every day there's a new, new streetwear brand popping up, you know what I mean? And my yeah. goal here is, one of my, one of my major complaints with that is that sometimes a lot of people put out like this, like, 
they don't like uh put too much thought into it you know what i mean like they just throw whatever out there and hope that it works and stuff like that and me i'm more like since i'm like studying like a lot about it like Mm -hmm. i want to make sure that i what i put out is good and not like it'll separate me from everybody is pretty much what i'm trying to do like not cutting corners yeah like i'm not cutting corners on the quality of any of these t-shirts or whatever the hell it is that i'm making you know and right now like i'm testing like a bunch of like different fabrics different t-shirts different type of stuff you know the only issue that i have right now is that i have all these ideas but Dude, I don't know how to use Photoshop and all that other shit. Like, here we go. I mean? We are advertising right now, episode number <laughs> one. If you are like, an expert in Photoshop, any type of Photoshop or anything like that, like whatever it is that I want to know, like or try to find like where it came from, or whatever. Like, I usually find out where a lot of things come from, like where t-shirts are being made, where shoes are mm-hmm. being made, like all this stuff. Also, I guess it's pretty like safe to say now, but. As of recent, Chris, that you've seen that there's a lot of bootlegs. A lot of people are making oh, like, yeah. uh, like they're pretty much remixing like a like like the Jordan one that we just saw. Vince, like uh-huh. people are just adding like their own different like touches to it. Like they're putting like a different swoosh, like for legal purposes, obviously. Oh, oh, and, like you mean they're they're trying to resell it as if it were? That no, shit? no, like they're or, legit no. selling it as like well, their own creation. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I guess show them a picture. You see it like that, like oh, see, but okay. there's I I feel like on that note, like there's some people. Okay, because, uh, we'll mention like Warren Lotus and you know everything that that he's gone through, and you and I both had experience with him. Um, which did you claim your shirt? Yeah, I did. Okay, Tim so did I. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that yeah, bad. Man. Um, this guy though. <laughs> The, um, I'm guessing he's out of New York. Like it looks like yeah, he lives he, in New York. He's not being attacked by Nike because of that. I mean, give Vicente like a shortened version of what happened with Warren Lotus, and you know the the uh, I guess the rise in the notoriety of of these fakes. The pretty much the uh, they I think it all well it all started Vince from like the '90s when people made a there was a fake. I don't know if you can look it up there on Google, but it's called the Sang one S A N G one. That was one of the original bootlegs in the 90s that first came out. And then that shoe was like on round two, I believe. And I'm pretty sure I think that people saw this shoe and they're like, well, why can't I do this? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so basically they remixed it a little bit, added their own like tags and brands or whatever. And then it kind of just spiraled out of control. And then I started noticing bootlegs a lot more. Like a lot of people were making like their own versions of like sneakers, like popular sneakers and stuff. There's a Kobe bootleg. That's a custom. Oh, they yeah. just added the numbers in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So whatever people are making these bootlegs, mm-hmm. it starts getting more popular, and then um, people are like complaining about it, like saying, um, "Well, why wouldn't you buy that? It's mm-hmm. fake." Some people are saying like, "I wouldn't wear fakes," and it's like, it's like a very like uh, gray area to say if something is like fake or a bootleg or a custom, like. It's all kind of like this gray area where like people yeah. don't know what to like call them and stuff. And well, he, this guy, he makes his shoe, right? And I didn't like the first, that red one, that, yeah, that one, when it first came out, like it was just like, eh, I didn't think anything of it, right? And then I, mm-hmm. I started noticing more bootlegs uh, popping up. I ended up buying into it, actually. Me personally, I like them. A lot of people hate on them, but yeah. me, I could wear them. Like, I don't, I don't care, dude. A shoe's a shoe. And like, a, it's like how I'm telling you, like, People take it way too serious, and then they're like, oh, I don't want to wear fakes. Like, so, yeah, whatever. He makes that shoe right there, the gray one, and oh, man. the pink one, the one up there, the one the brown. 
Um, so people that are not watching, it's uh, those two sneakers right there, Vince. Those are like very iconic sneakers, like in the yeah. like oh, for yeah. people that collect dunks and shit. And well, he made his own version of them. Mm-hmm. And um, he got a cease and desist, blah, blah, blah. He canceled the whole shoe. <laughs> There's the he gave, yeah, he original gave us like of the yeah. gray, of that gray one, the yeah. pigeon dunks. Yeah. I mean, Ten. it's not even available. Well, it's available in like in a 10 and a half. But Dude, like, it's like, a, yeah, it's super hard to find. So wow. he, he's not just choosing, of course, like, right, in order to gain popularity, uh, Lotus didn't just choose random shoes to to uh, to to make fakes of. Like, he's choosing super popular uh, dunks. Yeah. So it's kind of targeted, but also divisive with the community because it's either you buy into, like, this is a nice take from this mm-hmm. artist or, mm-hmm. you know, designer, or is it, you know, a knockoff? Is he, yeah. like, spinning it off? In a way that's yeah, if not you, good. If you if you go through the comments on Instagram page, dude, it's like a rampage, and there everybody's like going oh, yeah. crazy, like with their opinions, <laughs> like oh, like you can't, you can't do this, you can't do that. Anyways, people started waking bootlegs, right? And mm-hmm. this is where I was going with all this. I guess it's safe to say now that nobody knew this, but maybe like about a year and a half ago, I had met somebody who, who remains anonymous. Uh, it was actually some guy that I met from Houston, and um, we were actually working on a sneaker together. Like we, were, I was gonna put that. Yeah, you didn't know, Chris. What? Um, no, nobody knew this. <laughs> Yeah, we were actually working on a bootleg sneaker at one point and uh, I had like done some like real like shitty sketches like on a piece of paper and this guy was able to like put them on a piece of paper, you know what I mean? And I was going to be hyped because technically from what I know, um, I just recently found out that there's somebody else that's going to make a sneaker sometime soon. I heard from like some people, but I wanted it first. I wanted I. <laughs> I wanted to be the f- <laughs> the first one to have a my own like actual like sneaker, even though it's like kind of like a bootleg, you know what I mean? But yeah. like I wanted yeah, to be the still. first one. Long story short, didn't pan out. Um, mm-hmm. We just couldn't like get it together. Yep. He doesn't. Oh, we never even got to the like sample process of it. It was just like all oh, like we had all got it ready, but something happened with the the factory like that he was working with the manufacturer where like mm-hmm. I think they just like closed down or something like that, and we didn't end up doing it. We could still take a shot of it, you know what I mean? But yeah. Dude, I was just like so determined to be the first person in the Valley with a sneaker. And this makes you the perfect guest for the first episode. You're an absolute visionary. So you heard the scoop here first. Oscar Castillo, clothing line coming soon. Sneaker Maybe. sometime in the future. Maybe too. But here's the thing about Lotus is, okay, Oscar and I are messaging on the day that that gray one is going to come out, right? And um, I'm like, hey, are you going to go for it? And Oscar's like, nah, I'm not going to go for it. And like, there I am. Like the drop happens, right? I'm like, fuck it go purchase it and everything and i message i message oscar i'm like hey so um i got it and then not even a second later he's like yeah me too (laughs) and uh what was it was it a week later was it two weeks later that nike just like completely slams this guy with a lawsuit and it's this man versus nike I guess yeah. it's a, it was one of those things where he just got too big and it was noticeable. And I think that was like the warning shot from Nike, like, hey, you guys better stop fucking around or we're going to start coming for all y'all. You know what I mean? And people are still doing them like people are making their like little fake versions of like Air Forces and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows where that's going to go? But that was like a thing now. It's kind of like fading away a little bit. But I bought in while I could with like the decent like looking ones. And then like, yeah. whatever, I'm like, I'm over it already. Perfect, perfect. But yeah, just so you know, that was an exclusive. I was supposed to have my own shoe, but now I know, that didn't pan out. And I was supposed to be the first one in the valley to do it, but whatever. I'll hey, get it, it somebody else. Still could happen. Yeah, no one else is doing what you're doing. I mean, you're okay. The thing about you is that you are 
you know, invested in what you're doing, right? Um, you are a reseller. You are, like I mentioned before, uh, a visionary, a virtuoso. I don't want to repeat myself, a virtuoso um, um, in yeah, um, this culture. I mean, if someone's going to do it, it's you. And not only that, but you put other people into the culture. Like, I guarantee you, Vicente and I are going to have way more conversations about sneakers because of this. Because, like, looking in his eyes, he's got that absolutely. crazed honey can we get another credit card look yep don't max it out no yeah i mean i'm uh i'm one of the like uh something that i hear a lot from my friends like i don't obviously like i don't i don't know it sounds weird when i talk about myself like this but yeah uh, a lot of the times people often say like uh, that i kind of dip my toe in the right places at the right times like and i usually am ahead of the curve when it comes to like stuff like that but the only thing is that i suck and i never like take advantage of it and then everybody else comes in and then they just dominate or whatever like they got to do what they got to do and then it's just like "Ah, i don't care about it anymore you know what i mean but recently i've been noticing now more recently that um i don't know dude like sometimes i kind of just not want to do it and like just like whatever like you know i'd rather just be the guy that knows about everything than be the guy of the time you know what i mean like, yeah like having your hand in it in terms of like creating you just yeah see it as it's happening and there's a lot of good uh i mean a lot of people are coming out from the valley and making like really good designs i can't knock it. me personally i haven't seen anything in particular other than this guy that i saw on twitter the other day he had a shout shirt out, and it was nothing out. crazy i don't know what the guy's name was but he had a really cool shirt out um other than that I mean, there is a few brands here in the Valley. I'm not going to give no free promo, but <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people like messing around here and like, I'm, you know, I'm cool. Like happy for them and shit. Like if they can do it and why not, you know what I'm saying? If they're younger than me, obviously they can, you reach for the stars, dude, do whatever you get is that you got to do. But one thing about me is that when everybody's gone, I'm still there. Oh. Everybody's like, everybody's like, oh, is that going in your memoir? Yeah, pretty much like. It's like uh, when I learn about something, I'm like all the way in. And that's one of the things like um, about myself that uh, when I learn about something, I just like you, you really get you into go it. All in. You do. The I conversations can. we would have while we were at work, while we were like cleaning over the headset, you were just like you are a student of the world. Like you refuse to not learn about something. Like if you don't know about it, you're going to you're going to find your answers no matter how many people you have to ask. Sometimes I'm uh sometimes I like to think that I'm like way too invested in like certain things, you know what I mean? And yeah. it doesn't kind of benefit me sometimes in a way because like, dude, like you can read a page off of a book from one of your college textbooks, and I'll, I honestly I won't even like either not care. Or I'll like totally forget about it. But if you tell me something about a brand, dude, I'll learn like where this guy was born and shit, like, <laughs> and I'll that's keep it in my mind forever. And that's that's the mentality of Oscar Castillo. And I think that's where we're going to call it. Oscar, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Incredible talks. I know Vicente is about to borrow his wife's credit card. So buy some babes, apparently. <laughs> we'll look into it for yeah, sure. Welcome to welcome to the world of debt. The wide, wonderful world of debt. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. Just, just terrible for my wallet, but so good gonna look fresh as hell uh thank you so much again oscar for joining us and again uh look forward to the next episode coming in soon check the description for any plugs and any places that you can find oscar what he's doing what is his uh current interest in venue 
I have been Christopher Collins. And I'm Vicente Lopez. Thank you again for listening. We are the Local Lingua Podcast. We out of here.